Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And there's no Tara today. No Tara. She's busy doing, I don't know, theater stuff? What is she doing today? Doing the things. I think she's doing theater stuff, yeah. Uh, Not surprising. (laughs) Shocking. 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 Shocked and amazed. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she's she's in the theater. And um theater. so it's just me and Jen today and yep. on this one hundred and eleventh episode of Podcast and Death. One one one. And on this episode, we're gonna talk about a comment that we get a lot when we do re-review the reviews. And um the reason why I decided or I decided I picked this topic. The reason why I decided to do this topic right now is that um, there was a comment on the social medias, somebody reading the book books series for the first time, which, you know, and they're enjoying them. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy they're reading the books. I'm happy they're enjoying them. More power to you. Yeah, but they did say six books in, I'm still not quite sure why Rourke likes Eve is so completely rude and horrible to him 99% of the time. I feel like maybe he's a masochist. (laughs) So, and we get this a lot, you know, I mean, Eve is so horrible to Rourke. Why is he even with her? Right. And it's always left me baffled because I, I can't, you wouldn't, I sit down and think about, okay, let me think about things in terms of, this person's experience the first six books like what what situations were there happening that i could say like yeah i mean i could get that i suppose if i was somebody reading the series for the first time but i can't come up with any no that i feel like would make me go like she's so horrible to like 99 percent of the time she's horrible to him right yeah no you have to ignore a lot of you know mm-hmm. good stuff that Eve does, yeah. Well, that and like I feel like Rourke gives as good as he gets. You know he he's just as horrible to Eve ninety nine percent of the time, right? So I mean I guess it's tit for tat. It's not like it's one sided. That's just the relationship they have. Well, I don't even is really think that either one of them is horrible to the other. They're not. They're not. I don't think they're horrible uh, at all. Neither one of them are. All couples, I mean, do they get harsh when they fight? Right. A little bit. And all couples fight. But, and all couples fight. And yeah, and they fight maybe a little bit more than others do, but they have bigger issues to kind of work through, the two of them. So I get it. Right. When I kind of like look back... On some of the books. And so this person said they were about six books in. But I mean, I couldn't yeah. think of any anything off the top of my head from those first six books. Maybe from Immortal. So the one I put I wrote down here from Immortal is um, when Mavis is there staying with them. It's the morning. And previous night, Rourke had like tranked Eve's soup or something like that mm-hmm. he gave her a tranquilizer yeah. put a tranquilizer in her soup yeah yeah or no food and yeah. so she's waking up for the first time she's rourke sitting in the breakfast nook with mavis and right away she goes up to him and um is like 
you know, we're going to get a couple things straight here, Rourke. And he's not even paying any attention. And he's just saying, oh, your color's back. Oh, you look great. Look, I'm so happy. (laughs) Your energy level's obviously up. Want coffee? And, you know, she's like, (laughs) I want you to know that if you ever pull a stunt like that again. And then she looked at Mavis and said, what are you grinning at? And Mavis said, it's fun to watch. You two are so tipped over each other. Mm -hmm. And he says, so tipped He's going to end up on his back checking out the ceiling if he doesn't watch out. So I guess as a new reader, you could look at that scene and go like, what? She's being so horrible to him. Right. But there was a reason. He. A very good reason. He gave her a tranquilizer without telling her Mm -hmm. he against her will. Yeah. Like, which is not okay. We've discussed this. There is not okay. You know, so you have to wonder, but when is this person going to say like, well, Rourke does a lot of things that are not okay, like breaking into Eve's apartment. And she was angry at him for that. And, you know, kind of was rude to him. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be rude to somebody that just broke into your apartment. Um, Yeah. You don't just say, oh, hey, cool. Let's just have a drink. It's cool that you broke into my house. Right. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, she kind of did. She's like, I mean, she did, but all right. It, come on now. You're here. I guess. It's not okay. It is it's not, still okay. not okay. And he is allowed to be pissed off about it. Yes. So in witness, she was a little short with him when they found the second body. It was the, the studio stagehand and he was, you know, he'd been found hanging. And one of Rourke's employees found him and it was a young kid. And Rourke was really feeling bad for the kid and you know, I guess wanted Eve to come into the situation and also see that it was a young kid who's been traumatized by this and be empathetic where Eve came into the situation because it's a, it's a murder. We have a murder. There's specific things I have Mm -hmm. to do. There's information I need to know. And one of the things I need to know is did anybody touch the body? You know, who is this guy that found him? You know, that, and she was, Mm -hmm. She's in, an, in the middle of an investigation, so she was a little short with him, and he kind of was rude back to her a little bit, mm-hmm. and they went back and forth a, a little bit with that. But again, yeah. I, I don't see that that's something that would even lead you to believe that, like, wow, this person's so rude. <laughs> if no. Unless you completely so ignore the reasons behind it. Yeah. And, and right, I think that's exactly. what people Unless do you a lot don't, of times. Don't look at what Rourke did at all, and you're just looking at Eve's right. reaction or but also whatnot. Um, not looking at like everything that surrounds how Eve is feeling, why she's right. feeling in you know, even if Rourke hadn't yeah. done anything, you still have to look at all the, all the circumstances surrounding Eve's mood. What's causing that? Right. And why? And, you know, make your determination there. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. I don't get it either. It, it, it makes no sense. Um, no. So the only other that I could think of off the top of my head was... Oh, actually, somebody mentioned this. So we should we probably should read people's comments because people have a lot of really yeah. good comments. 
So I'll hold they off do. on this yeah. other one. But um, so do you want to read your comments from Facebook first? Sure. Um, I've got a, we've actually got a couple good ones that are response to the original post. Um, Book Dragon says, I read Eve quite differently. I read her as guarded and protective at the beginning of the relationship. I also think Rourke sees beyond that. IMHO, this garden guardedness starts to fade a bit in Rapture. I also feel that no one can doubt her love and commitment after vengeance. To look the other way when she knows Rourke murdered people was huge for her. Not saying she can't be a flaming bitch. There's no denying she's abrasive, rude, in your face, often clueless, and even confused by other people's feelings. She's not soft. She's not gentle. She is by no means nice. However, she has an infinite well of compassion. At times, she is even kind. She would also deny the last two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Quincy says Rourke is into Eve because she sees who he because she sees who he really is and accepts him anyway and vice versa, which that is in a nutshell right there is yeah. the answer to this question. Yeah. Um, yeah. She also doesn't try to use him for his money or status, which is very important to him. She has clear values and is driven by a purpose, even though they see things differently over the course of the books. You will see that they have a lot of overlap in their values and the things that they are willing to fight for. This is not a perfect relationship throughout the books. They will both be assholes. Over time, they grow as people individually and as a couple. It's a wild ride. Okay, I want to say something here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people expect fictional couples to be perfect. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. That's not how real life works. No. And this goes for books, it goes for TV, it goes for movies. Nobody has a perfect relationship. And I mean, yeah, a lot of times in movies you see perfect relationships portrayed because it's a it's a movie. It's two hours. Of course, things are going to be beautiful and wonderful for two hours. And then after that, they're going to actually have an actual relationship that's going to have fights. It's going to have craziness. It's going to have a lot. You've got to work at a relationship. You yeah. can't just say, oh, I love this person. We're getting married and... Ta-da, everything's fine. And yeah. it's going to always be fine. It's not. So this idea that the happily ever after means everybody's happy all the time is bullshit. Right. Anybody that thinks otherwise is stupid. So yeah. that's my piece on that. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I don't know that people, even people in movies are perfect all the time. No, they're not necessarily. But, but I'm just saying, I, mean, I, think, I think if you're going to take any media... You know, right. books, movies, TV, um, you know, anything like that. I think movies are probably the ones that portray the perfect relationship more often than anything. Right. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Because just because it's such a condensed time frame. Yeah. But even in a movie, in, in any kind of fictional situation, yeah. To make it interesting, they have, to, they have to write in flaws. Yeah. I mean, people aren't perfect. Yeah. There's always going to be conflicts. There's always going to be flaws. Right. right. It, but typically um, in a movie, I would say that conflicts or a lot of times conflicts come from outside instead of, you know, right. this person's instead asshole, whatever. Internal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and it just, it's always baffled me when people are like, oh, I hated this couple together on this TV show because, you know, he did this or she said that or blah, blah, blah. And it's like one moment in their relationship. And you're like, why are you focusing on that one minute? Like, maybe that's a red flag (laughs) for two minutes. But, 
overall, their relationship's pretty damn solid. So I don't get it. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know if you live in a fairy tale world where everybody's hunky dory and happy all the time or your parents, <laughs> maybe they, maybe they if do. you're not, you know, maybe if you've do. never they been in a relationship, know. maybe your parents pretended to have a perfect relationship in front right. of you, right. but they didn't. I'll guarantee you they did not. Yeah. Nobody and does. So nobody does. And so, um, so our response to our question, <laughs> I love this one. Debbie Sayers. <laughs> she says lobster. <laughs> Which is a yeah, friend's so, reference yeah, for so, anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> I don't because I'm not a friend's fan. And so, and Emily kept yeah. using that term no. last yeah, episode. Yeah, lobster. And I was like, yeah, mm, it's, that, um, okay. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Cause lobsters, you know, you see them. It's a, it's a Phoebe thing, but, um, she said, sometimes I wonder the same about my husband and we've been married 31 years when you love someone and it's real, it lasts. Exactly. Sue, our buddy Sue says, <laughs> genuine work parts wants what genuine work, work parts wants. She's not wrong. But with the two of them, if you, if you, no, she's not wrong at all. But with the two of them, if you take out the whole wealth, world domination part, they're pretty much alike. Or at least they come from similar life situations. I feel like they would have found their way to each other no matter what. Right. Tara France says, true love, affection, and attraction never really makes sense. Mic drop right there. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's, that it, that's it. Yeah. Like Sue said, without Rourke owning 67.6 of the entire universe, they are actually very similar. The way they had lived as children overcome their absolutely terrible obstacles, that made them stronger. If Rourke had gone the straight and narrow, he absolutely could have been a police officer. Would not have been surprised to see him as an EDD captain. If Eve had taken a darker path, she could have worked with Rourke in his criminal world. And then our friend Carol says, that question doesn't give Rourke credit for having anything but a pretty face. Which, yeah. I mean, that's a, another excellent point. Eve is clearly attractive given the passes she's fended off, but Rourke having more than a gorgeous surface has looked beneath her surface also. I read recently people are confused why Pierce Brosnan, who's very Rourke in looks, hasn't traded in his wife for a younger, more Hollywood type. Duh, because he loves her and it's not about looks. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's so demeaning when people say that shit. But, I mean, even if we look at looks, if it was just about looks, I mean, it's not. Yeah. I, I, Eve is not um, described as unattractive, quite the opposite. So quite the opposite. Yeah, I mean she she's not glamorous, like yeah. you know, um, right? Yeah, what's her name? Magdalena. Magda. Magda whore. Magda. <laughs> what Magda is whore. even her last name? <laughs> I can't can't think of it. Purcell. Purcell. Okay, that's what I was going to say, but I thought yeah. no, that's not right. Okay. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're reading that one right now. I know. <laughs> I'm this is my second right. This is my second read through. Yeah, I'm gonna have oh. to do another read through this week. Yeah. I'm kind of switching back and forth between that one and um, I'm rereading um, Forgotten because I needed something more recent. OK. Um, but OK, so Rosalia says besides the fact that he loves her, she's unique. He's never met a woman like her. She's complicated, keeping him on his toes. 
She doesn't love or show feelings easily, but when she does, there's no doubt about it. She's very independent, intelligent, and strong. And she is a very independent, intelligent, and strong woman who loves him with all his light and shadows. They're made for each other. That's why we love them together. So now, Book Dragon. Book Dragon has a huge rant here, which is <laughs> great. Get ready for it. So she says, this is an extremely irritating and misogynistic question. It would be just as valid to question why Rourke, why Eve is with Rourke. Yeah. See her remark on this herself in Vengeance. The money and power are negatives to her. She built her life on the on the idea of rules, justice, and laws. Rourke was still dabbling in unlawful behavior when they met. His ideas of justice and rules are extremely fluid, yet people rarely question her love of him. It's misogynistic bullshit at, at its finest. To, the, to imply that the relationship is not mutually beneficial ignores the text completely. Nora wrote complex characters, not shallow one-dimensional ones. 50-plus books clearly show they, can, they have both found a person they can trust with their dark places and vulnerabilities. As to the initial, initial attraction, both Rourke and Eve were lonely as fuck, though so <laughs> neither would admit it at the time. Yeah. In their initial meeting, Eve was not impressed by either Rourke's money or his power. She was no. driven to, tr- to seek the truth. Rourke respects fortitude, grit, determination, strength, and resilience. He also quickly discovered the vulnerability that Eve hides. Not to mention, she intrigued him by challenging his view that all police are corrupt. Eve also respects fortitude, grit, determination, and resilience, all of which Rourke applied to his courtship. She also admires loyalty. Remember, Rourke was only connected to the case out of loyalty to a friend. The kicker, however, is how in Naked she was on the brink of an emotional breakdown and Rourke gave her a place to land. Mm-hmm. Well said, Book Dragon. And also, I've just got a tag on here. She tagged us on Twitter because I'm a dummy and I forgot to put a question up on Twitter. And she said, I answered the question on Facebook, but that was a rant. On a lighter note, Rourke has a cop fetish. <laughs> yes. He is a Which, total badge bunny. We've said that he's before. A, he's a badge bunny. Yeah. We decided. So, yep, she's absolutely Maybe right about that. That should be his license plate. <laughs> oh my god, man juice, Jesus! <laughs> Who has that? Oh, somebody yep, does. Badge bunny. I like that. Badge yep, bunny. Badge bunny for Rourke's like license plate for sure. All right. So let me. I got a ton on Instagram. This was a big Instagram. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Start reading. All right, so the first comment came from Hertz Linus Books. And um, so obviously the question I asked was, um, you know, why is Rourke interested in Eve? Actually, what I said was, why is Rourke with Eve? This question comes up so often in the fandom. And I put in quotes, she's so horrible to Rourke, but is she? We have a hard time finding moments where we can think that Eve is truly horrible to him. And so first Lions book says, yeah, I'm interested to hear this one. I've seen a few times in people's reviews where they say Eve is horrible to Rourke. I don't see it. I see her struggle with her feelings sometimes, but with her past, it's understandable. Also, I think Many people think Rourke is the one to always give in the relationship. And that's something that Emily said last episode, that they feel like Rourke gives but doesn't get much in return. And um, 
Herzlein in his book says, um, Eve's job comes first, etc. But again, that's not always true. And Rourke didn't marry Eve for her to be arm candy at his business events. So shrug. <laughs> so then KJ Larson said, I don't think Eve had the model of what being cared for is supposed to look like. Rourke at least had Somerset to give him some kind of model. The time she seems rude to me is when she doesn't know how to react to him giving gifts or taking care of her. But knowing her backstory and the progress she has made, I don't see it as being bad. No. Yeah, I agree with that. Jamie's illustration says... She's answering her Linus books from that I just read. True, it's all the small details throughout the books that show how much of a heart she has. You have to understand and know her through everything she does. The whole point of her being a police officer says she cares. It just makes her crazy that she can't save them all. I hope that makes sense. Heart. And it does make sense. Yeah. Um... 100%. And then the other grim girl answered KJ Larson. She said, agreed, which is probably why we're having a hard time finding specific ex examples, because even though she seems rude, it doesn't seem bad given her backstory. And Sherry commented, I don't remember a time when Eve was outright rude to Rourke. I feel... Like they both give as good as they get when it comes to their attitudes or disagreements with each other. Eve has a lack of mm -hmm. self-awareness that in part is what attracts work to her. He sees in her what she simply does not see in herself. She has never experienced this level of care or love in her life. So sometimes her reaction to it may seem harsh or abrupt. But Rourke knows that it's just her defense mechanism whenever she doesn't quite understand her feelings. Which is true. Yeah. I mean, you know, somebody so like Eve would have would have to have built up that defense mechanism. Yeah. First of all, Absolutely. not necessarily with her with her father, because I think she would have been too afraid to be rude or, you know, to him right. or whatever. But right. once but she got into the system. Totally get why she's the way she is. I mean. Right. Being guarded is her, I mean, that's her MO. That's just part of her. That's who she is. And I get it. Right. So. But also being harsh with that or overly sarcastic. And mm -hmm. yeah. And that's, again, that's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And, and like, I, like we said before, I think that a lot of it has to do with people reading her in a way, not reading her in a way that where she sounds sarcastic. You know, I think a lot right. of it is sarcasm. Oh, Yeah. And people don't get that. A lot that. of people have trouble with reading sarcasm. Yeah. Or even hearing it. A lot of people have trouble with it. They don't get right. it. You can't distinguish so. sarcasm from. And so I right. get that. But that's how I yeah. read it. And so I guess that's why I don't see it as being so harsh. Yeah. Same. Um, it's Kaya says, well, I get why people might think this way. Eve has zero filter which is true. <laughs> so true. Whatever comes to mind is usually what's said. And no, it's not always the kindest or most tactful. It's not always the kindest or most tactful. But that's just a part of Eve's personality. She's just a no-nonsense individual. 
who doesn't put up with bullshit. I can't think of any time where she's been outright evil to Rourke. Jealous? Yes. Insensitive? Yes. But those are normal problems most couples go through at some point. And I can't, maybe you can tell me, because Emily said this too, when we said something about her not being jealous of, of Rourke. And she was like, mm-hmm. she's not because, you know. Yeah. I have, I don't remember times. Were there times when she was jealous? I can't. I, not really. Territorial, there were a few times maybe. Where, territorial, but there were, you know, there were a few times like with Jenny, she, she felt like, mm. oh my God, he was, he loved her and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't necessarily jealousy. It was more, you know, Okay what would have happened if whatnot, you know, yeah, kind of I think, what could have been. Yeah. I, I, and I, the same with Magdalena. I don't think she was jealous there. It was more fear-based. Right. And also it, it those are the only two examples I can think she's of. Otherwise she's just like, eh. she never really ever ha- been in this kind of relationship with anybody else. He's the only one. And mm-hmm. it, it has to feel weird when you are in this relationship, like for the first time and not having had that experience before And seeing that there were other people, even knowing that there were other people important to the person that you love is different from being faced with it and having to deal with that. So, right. And it can be hard. Yeah. Agreed. Um, It's Kaya again uh, commented. I've literally heard people in fandom say that she needs to get over her past. Let go already. Like, huh? She should just forget that her own father used and abused and tortured her. Sorry, that's too much to expect from anybody coming from where she came Mm -hmm. from and still managing to be an amazing human being is such a miracle. And what got me into the series in the first place, Eve is probably the most misunderstood character in the entire story. Plus we can't forget most of the fandom is just shitting on her because they're impatient for her to have a baby. I mean, <laughs> not wrong. I I think I think that's true. I think that's the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think that people are harsh with her because, um, just the way it's laid out, it's mostly mm-hmm. laid out because Nora is who she is. It's it's she's a romance writer, and it's laid mm-hmm. out as Rourke being the perfect man and. So mm-hmm. you're always supposed to be that person that's like, you know, oh, this, this is your dream man. Or, you know, so many people have said that, like, of course, Rory yeah. is my dream man. And so she mm-hmm. sets him up as this guy that's like, really, she, he's got flaws, but, you know, somebody oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. people would desire because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how it is. And so you see this person that you, you know are so are falling so much in love with through this, these books. And then you see this person that they've chosen be harsh to them, regardless of whether it's sarcasm or what. And then you're going to be like indignant on their behalf. Right. You know, like stop being mean to my man. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I think a lot of it is that. Yeah. She's being mean to my book boyfriend. Right. That's not okay. That's not okay. I wouldn't treat him like that. Exactly. So <laughs> it's Kaya had a lot to say. This is her third. <laughs> I love it. 
All right, you go, girl. Basically, Eve has little to no self-awareness. You ask me, she had more back in the past, but a different discussion for a different day. So Rourke sees that she doesn't see. He loves her strength, her kindness, her honesty, her empathy, and her physical beauty. These are all areas where she either doesn't acknowledge about herself or downplays them. Long story short, no, Eve is not guilty of being unworthy of Rourke. She can be a bitch at times, but it always comes back to bite her in the ass, and she learns from her mistakes. Which yeah. is true. Again, mic drop. Yeah, I mean, even sad. even those times where she is like overly like comes at him for something. Yeah, she apologizes. I mean, I know that yeah. we had one person say she never apologizes. Like, no, no she does. Yeah. She does. She almost almost always does. Yes, almost always. Mm-hmm. So Louise commented. I genuinely cannot think of a time when Eve has been mean to Rourke deliberately. Yeah, she's hurt his feelings or annoyed him, pissed him off or whatever, but never deliberately out of malice. She's stubborn, mm-hmm. sarcastic, hardworking. Total understatement there, too. But mean? No. Whoever says this just doesn't understand their relationship and how Eve thinks. Her, rela- her reaction to Eve... <laughs> her reaction to Rourke telling her he loves her isn't out of meanness. She doesn't feel worthy of love, especially not from someone like Rourke, who literally has women falling at his feet to get him to notice them. She doesn't understand and doesn't know how to deal with the emotions that come with that. Right. So that is kind of a reference, I think, to when he gave her the giant's tear and, you know, Mm -hmm. well, he did say he loves her and she's like, uh, what? She thinks it's weird at first Mm -hmm. because, but when she was, could be said to have been you know mean to him is when he gave her the giant's tear and she's like take it back i don't want this right you're not going to you know you're not steering this ship right you know i don't know who who said it that somebody said recently one of our commenters or somebody said that it's like both of them are trying or have the wheel and they're both yeah. trying to steer yeah, you know. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I mean, and... and I think actually Emily or Heidi, one of them, said that, made that comment. Oh, how smart you are, Emily and Heidi. They are. They're brilliant. Yeah. That's why we love them. Next one, Jamie's Illustrations again has said... Um, so I put a, a, the quote from Naked where Rourke first tells Eve that he loves her and she's like, mm-hmm. that's weird. um so jamie's illustration said it's been a while since i've read naked but they have such a connection and are partners no matter what soulmate i know the only time eve was upset with herself or rourke was in treachery the scene with the big spider oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um i remember that scene Uh, that's a fantastic scene it's hilarious that's a fantastic scene yeah. And they both do kind of to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, but what was the, what was the catalyst that what started that whole fight? She came in and she, oh, he was having a dinner party or he was having people over for dinner and she had to be, she was late because she was on a case and she no, came. No, 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 uh, uh-uh. uh, it was just 
I can't remember what it was, but that's not that's not what it was about because it was just Somerset there. No, I, I, I think that was oh, later. No, there were people. There were people there. It wasn't a party. <clears throat> it was just like friends of Somerset's or friends of his and Somerset's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like two people. It was like a couple. Right. And but she came in late, and I can't remember if yeah, I, mean, I doubt very seriously that he said anything to her. I don't think he did. Um. And uh, hang on a second. I'm gonna look it up because I I just want to see the context. So yeah, she comes in and she's like totally not in in the mood for people at her house. And you know what? Right. <laughs> I get that. I yes, I totally get that. I mean, I am that kind of person that I need advance warning, right? I need to mentally prepare. Yep. Yep. Same. Eve is that same way. I mean, she needs to mentally prepare. Right. So I don't want to like, I want my downtime. I want, I, you know, unless I have it planned, I don't want to walk into my house and find people here. Right. Like, no, just, uh, uh, Right. So, um, so it's so she feels weird because, yeah, they're with friends of Somerset's and they're kind of like talking and laughing and reminiscing about stuff. And she sees that and she didn't want to like come in in her bad mood and be there and, you know, with I don't right. know gunk all over if she's got gunk all over and but she but you feel obligated now she feels obligated right. to come in and yep. you know say something and um he he uh introduces her to them and she kind of like you well you know I just need to get back to work or I just wanted to let you know I was back so it was nice to meet you enjoy your dinner and he, and she left Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. So then apparently he thinks she's stewing, which she probably is. Yeah. Um, and then he comes in and it says she sat brooding over a slice of pizza. Which. Is she brooding? I mean, obviously it says that here. Is that Rourke thinking she's brooding? Is she actually brooding? I don't know. She might be brooding. She might be. And he says, you missed a lovely dinner and truly delightful company. And she's like, I had things. And he said, "Mm mm-hmm. So you said in your 32nd appearance. So, you know, Rourke. Yeah. Is, you know, exacerbating this. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's doing nothing to diffuse that he knows she's in a bad mood. And yeah, yes, what she did pissed him off, clearly, but she's mm-hmm. he's not doing anything to like, OK, wait. You know, she she deals with so, a lot during the day and here's something she yeah. comes home and either she didn't know this was happening or she forgot and and now she's yeah, it doesn't do any of that. Now he's just being sarcastic with her. Yeah. And um, and she says, look, it's a long day. I didn't expect to come home to a dinner party. Nobody told me about it. And he does say it was spur of the moment. I'm sorry. But it says 
It was spur of the moment. I'm sorry. He continued brutally pleasant, which says something about how he's saying this, right? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to check with you before I join Somerset and a couple of his old friends for dinner? Like, again, Rourke, <laughs> you're doing nothing to defuse this situation. Right. And she said, I didn't say that. I said, I didn't know about it. And he said, well, perhaps if you'd contacted me, let me know you'd be very late coming home. I'd have informed you. And it's like, <laughs> dude, she's working. You know what she does yeah. for a living again. <laughs> like stopping a dick. Yeah. Stopping a dick work. Yeah. And he's, she says, I got busy. We caught a case. And he says, earth shattering news. <laughs> Rourke. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so she starts like what are you so pissy about i'm the one who came home and found a party going on and he's like it must have been quite a shock the brass band the drunken revelers but then what that kind of madness happens when adults leave the children on their own and they're like rourke <laughs> he was 100 percent spoiling for a fight there yes like dude so uh, like- i won't you yeah, know, everybody can go back and read it for themselves. But this this whole scene is fantastic. Yeah. But even yeah. if we say like treachery and she was mean to him. Well right. duh. Yeah. Have you seen how he was? was? <laughs> yeah. You know? She came home to people in her house. She was not in the mood. Yeah. And and feeling that you're obligated to participate. When you're not in the mood is, is first of all, that's bad enough. But then yeah. being like, you look, I got stuff and I, and I have to, yeah. you know, like, I don't want to be here. So I have to try to right. figure out a way to extricate. Is that the word? Myself yeah. from this situation. Mm-hmm. But Eve has no tact. No. So then Zero. she does it badly. And then she feels yeah. bad about it because I she's brooding probably because she feels bad about right coming into this and then having to, you know, yeah, so peace out, right. Um, so yeah, so anyway, Jamie's illustrations. Let's get back to her comment. So she says, yeah, um, Eve was. Uh, I know the only time Eve was upset with herself or Rourke was in treachery, the scene with the big spider, but even then she was more mad at the situation than him. <coughs> Divided, but that's because people hurt her and Rourke wanted revenge. So they, you know, so anything that she didn't divided. Yeah. I was, you know, perfectly understandable. Yeah. Like she gets, a, she gets passed. No, for I don't want you to divided. kill people. Yeah. Because nope. I'm a murderer cop and I don't want any more murder. Um, right. Uh, Magdalena, she was more hurt in that one than she was. And he was blind and a dick. <laughs> She's not horrible to Rourke. You just need to know them and their dynamics. Their pasts make their relationships so strong. And don't all real couples fight. Yes. Yep. Michelle Kenyon said the only time she was deliberately mean was when they had an argument about family and mothers in memory. Mm. 
Yeah. And that's the that's the one where she said to him, like, you know. Yeah, we're, that was mean. But I mean, she apologized right away. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, people are going to say mean things to each other. Get over yes. it. Um, <laughs> so and then she did copy the, the text from that scene. And um, and I did say yes, but she apologized right away. And um, Louise answered, this is the only time I can think of. But again, she didn't do it to be mean to him. She didn't say it deliberately right. with the intention of hurting him. She said it because that's how the situation seemed to her. She was pissed that he had something good on top of the luxury life he had before she he, she met him. Whereas all she seemed to have was misery and a hard life. And Jamie's illustration said, exactly. And that scene was heartbreaking because it was true. My heart broke for her more there. And yeah. Michelle says, um, I don't know. I think for a small second, she was so angry at him for butting in. So hurt and miserable that she did intentionally lash out at him. Once she calmed no, down. I do agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think she did intentionally lash out. Oh, yeah. But yeah. As soon as she calmed down, she realized what she said right. and was like. That was not okay. Which is a thing I said humans something do. really, 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 really shitty, and I need to go apologize. Right, exactly. And she did. So, um, yeah. So she says, yeah. Once she calmed down, she apologized almost immediately. But I fully think it was an intention. It was intentional in the moment. Mm -hmm. She also says, I agree. she didn't. Um, what did, what did I say? Oh, because I said she did apologize in. Michelle says she did indeed, but it still counts as a bitchy moment in my book. And I don't think she's a bitch to Rourke or her friends. The only people I think she is unnecessarily bitchy to are doormen, receptionists, secretaries, etc., <laughs> who are only doing their jobs, but she feels are stopping her from doing her job. It's not all the time, and it has gotten less and less as the series progresses, yeah. but sometimes I'm like, Dallas, dude. Chill the fuck out. Come on. No, <laughs> I agree with her there. There, I, I've mentioned that before. I agree with that because I think there's times that she just does it because it's fun and there, it's not necessary. I mean, sure. Yeah. If the Like the doorman or whoever is going to be is a dick to her first. That's fine. That's one thing. Right. But when she just like strides in, like rattling her balls and starts yelling at people, I'm like, dude, calm down. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, on, and yes, I mean, you could say she's doing it just for fun. Right. Right. Well, you could also say that even even today, if you're a woman in a traditionally male dominated yeah. field, I mean, you have to be very aggressive. You do. Yeah, you do. No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just saying sometimes like, you know. Kind of maybe leading with the Peabody instead of the Dallas might get her farther than right. than often does. Right. I just feel like sometimes she does it when there's no reason to be that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. But she'll just like stride in and say, OK, this is what you have to do. But instead of being, just saying, I don't even want to say overly aggressive, um, overly. I don't know what else, how else to put it. Um, assertive. Yeah. Sure. If, if being overly assertive is how, from the beginning, 
she realized that's how that's the only way she's going to get any respect or any um, she's going to get anybody to um, like respect her authority. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, Cartman, I guess I just respect I, my, I, I just, my thoughts. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blast from the past. But I can totally see that that being the case, like, you know, you have to be overly assertive. No, I, I can see it. I just think that sometimes it's unnecessary. It is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm just to saying dial that. It, back. it would be, yeah, it would be hard <laughs> to dial that back if that's, if that's how you learn to deal with yeah. life and everything around sure. you. No, I get that. And so. then, you know, we've talked about this a million times, like the times she just will call people and be like, you have to do this now for me. Like, you know, right. Outside of working hours or like, right. <laughs> like I'm reading Forgotten again right now. And, you know, she's calling to winter at like 10 o'clock, <laughs> like you need to give me this information. Right. And she's right. like, I, I just poured a glass of wine. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. Don't you ever sleep? You know, <laughs> because she's her typical mode of operation. I think from the moment she got out of, or maybe even, yeah, the moment she got out of the system, I think yeah. her mode of operation was to 100% balls to the wall, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, no, so and I get that. I just, she it, doesn't know how to she, relax herself and take that time so she doesn't expect other people are. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And we know that. It's just sometimes you're just like, do you? God, even like poor Feeney, like Jesus Christmas, like, the man's an old man. Leave him alone. <laughs> needs to Let sleep. Let him have some beauty sleep. Right. He needs his sleep, Dallas. Yeah. Um, so Michelle also says, I wonder if the people who call her rude, mean to Rourke have a problem with how she behaves um, with respect to his wealth and assets, how she hates having to socialize as his wife how she pushes him away, especially the first half of the series, how she treats Somerset, his father figure in the first 10 or so books. Um, in my opinion, all that doesn't bother Rourke. In fact, he mostly finds it entertaining. And in all honesty, I feel like he's been the bigger dick overall with some of the stunts he's mm -hmm. pulled. I see it all for the most part as them having to find their feet in their relationship, especially as most of the real big blowups are in the first three quarter of the series. And it definitely started mm -hmm. to settle down in the second half. Very true. So yeah, she's, she's right in that people could be reacting to how Eve treats everyone. Mm -hmm. And then just, right. you know, saying, thinking in their minds, well, she's rude 99% of the time. And then that just right. translates to, with them to her relationship with Rourke, where she is not. Right. But right. they see it that way because she is to everybody else. So, yeah, obviously no, she is. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. And <laughs> it's Kaya has a ton of <laughs> I I absolutely love her commenting on this because so now she's right? got a whole string um, love it. So she says, oh, my God, literally, I can think of more moments where Rourke has been a complete asshole more than her. 
That scene of memory and death when she was momentarily jealous of his family. Can you fault her? She came from a place where nobody loved her. Absolutely nobody. And you mean to tell me that that's the cause for her not deserving happiness now? Even with him inserting himself into her work. Like, dude, you are not a cop. She is. <laughs> she was going doing just fine before you, closing cases and whatnot. So far, I've pointed out three different in instances with work being the, in the wrong and not her. I swear, I'm getting so freaking tired mm -hmm. of the Eve hate. She gets so much flack. And for what? Literally for what? <laughs> she was really getting... Love it. Um, in judgment, Rourke literally beat the shit out of one a one-night stand partner she had and tried to justify it. That scene pissed me off so bad because she can handle herself. Rourke just looks like a possessive, jealous asshole. And that time in Innocent, where everybody was pissed at Eve for being jealous, but at least Eve wasn't leading Webster on. Rourke literally kept leading Magdalena on and not even acknowledging Eve's feelings, and she did come to him about it he just brushed her off okay i wouldn't say he was leading her on i think he was just stupid he was just he was not i mean she did touch his did leg shut her down. and he, he shut her down but he did at the when at the um lunch she was like touching his leg and stuff and yeah I could, you can't really say that he shut her down he did but he didn't he didn't like say you need to remove your hand or whatever. I'm sure the way he, what he said to her made her move her hand. So yes, right. he did shut her down, but still, okay. you know, mm. um, I guess I could see it. I don't really see it as him leading her on, but yeah, I could see where you would think that. So she says, but emotions aside breathes, the in-death series was originally planned as a trilogy since it ended up not being a trilogy. The romance aspect, in hindsight, feels extremely rushed, and I sympathize with readers for that. Um, also, okay. Eve as a character isn't well fleshed out. By that I mean, all her life revolves around is work and Rourke. Like, we know she loves baseball, but it's hardly ever talked about. She played basketball back in her teens, but I think, I think, but again, rarely discussed. Back in the ancient days of in-death, Eve actually had opinions on fashion. Shocking, right? It's revealed she actually likes leather and was jealous of Nadine's handbag. She used to buy jewelry from the corner stall on Lex in, in Glory. She mentioned that. She used to listen to music back in the early days as well. Did she? Um, she turned on music for Mavis when they were in the pool. Other than Mavis... Other than Mavis, I don't I can't remember think any. so, but yeah. I can't remember any um, mentions. She probably did. But. So as the series continued, the other little things that make up Eve slowly diminished. But in other ways, she grew. So it's confusing. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she says, so. I feel like it's the same for work, though. I mean, we don't know a lot of that kind of stuff about him no. either. I mean, we know some things, but not. Right. So um, she says she continues. <laughs> and this is through like maybe eight or 10 or 12 different messages here. Um, so all in all, why does Rourke life Eve? 
I get the place where the question comes from, but I don't appreciate the negative connotation that's associated with it. It's okay to ask the question without implying that something is wrong with Eve or that she's somehow undeserving. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I do 100%. too. And Jay, the reader, says, I'm so happy that anyone who has actually read the In-Death series doesn't accept that opinion. Like, huh. Eve and Rourke are well matched for each other. And Eve didn't get where she is, a bloody lieutenant at 31, by being sweet and kind and really neither did Rourke. She isn't bitchy any more than is right anyway. And he isn't some lovelorn fool. They are two lost souls, and they're fine with it. Everyone else should hush. <laughs> and um, and this is from Zayin Art. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Zayin Art is the one, I think I sent you and Tara the um, screenshot of the post she made of, she did a, an illustration of crack. <gasps> Yeah, that was and she's awesome. done illustrations of several of the um, of the characters. Okay, so um, and they're check they're out. really good. Yeah, that crack one was amazing. Yeah, it was it was really good. So this is Sir Rourke. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. Who is that? I don't even know. No, she just. Oh, that's her, her art. art. Okay, yeah, her artwork. Yeah, no, I can see that completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody, I don't, yeah, I guess hair that long, it's to his shoulders. So, yeah, yeah. see, I, you know, I'm okay with to the shoulders. It's when they get longer than that, that I'm like, nah, uh -uh. <laughs> you're like, Meh. that's not what Meh. it is. Nope. That's not this idea that it can't be. That's her Mavis. Is that, is that supposed to be Eve? Oh, Mavis. Oh, I love it. I'm like, that's not Eve. But yeah, <laughs> no. no, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's Mavis. I love it. That's so good. Yeah, it's it's a great. And uh, yeah. she did one of Raylene's draft <laughs> from our upcoming. Okay, random. Upcoming oh, book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she looks kind of bitchy. Wasn't Raylene supposed to have like kind of purple eyes? Um. Oh, yeah. Well, the, they were kind of. Yeah, the mom, but, I don't. But other than that, yeah, she looks pretty. Yeah, the mom was, I think. Yeah, but no, she does so have purple eyes. When, oh, does she? I can't. I can't tell from the. Yeah, I mean. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just. I yeah. I just read that not too long here's, ago. So. Here's Nadine. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> No wonder she gets somebody like Jake. Yeah, right. right here's her Somerset in the fanciest oh, butler man. jacket I have ever seen. Oh, my God. I love it. That is so great. <laughs> it is so great. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the guy from Dark Shadows. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she did. She did Lee Morris. Also in a fancy oh, jacket. Man. Oh, perfect. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are beautiful. Right? So. Wow. <laughs> so that is um, Zayin Art. Uh, for those of, of you who um, 
aren't yeah. on the uh, Insta. I can post the Instagram. She's got an Insta and she's also got a Facebook. So I can post, I'll post a link to her Insta. You can still see it if you're not on Instagram. That'd be great. Um, so she says she's set up two parts here and she, you know, I wrote one long, sorry. Uh, anyway, she's a part one. There were a couple of emotionally charged, jealous outbursts in earlier books. Eve did hit Rourke during one of those moments. It was an innocent death. Oh, Okay. It was in, in Innocent. Oh, yeah. Um, when Magdalena was trying her best to uh, snake her way back into Rourke's favors. Sorry, he deserved he it. He did deserve it. Just saying. He deserved it. Even though Rourke brushes it off, I think that's the one time I've not been okay with Eve's behavior. So she's she doesn't think he, he deserved that. But Okay. However frustrated she was at him, not seeing that Magdalena was absolute gutter trash and a strumpet, and his continuation of seeing Magdalena instead of telling her to sod off, hitting him was not acceptable. Okay. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I get that. Yeah. There's some people that just think any sort of, like, anything like that with your spouse is not okay. And I you know, I totally see that as valid. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I get right. it. There's also an yeah. occasion on one of the later books, can't remember which one, when Eve is pissed at Rourke for redecorating her home office and takes it out on him because the decorator was an attractive female. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I remember that. I can't remember which book it is, but. Yeah. Yes, she was understandably pissed because he crossed a boundary with that one by interfering with her personal space without letting her know beforehand. But the tipping point at the time was the female decorator. On the flip side, it's doubtful whether Eve would have paid attention or remembered if Rourke had told her or sent her a memo, but it was definitely more of an emotional reaction on Eve's part in that instance. However, they both apologized to each other afterwards, and they both explained the reasoning behind their action. Other than those two, the latter of which is me being nitpicky, I can't think of a single occasion <laughs> where Eve has ever been deliberately shitty towards Rourke. She has major trust issues, not surprisingly, considering the amount of women Rourke has slept with or dated. Also worth taking into consideration that Eve is a, more, it's a lot more functional than fussed about her beauty. It took Rourke to let her know how he sees her for Eve to start believing that she was actually physically attractive, let alone arrestingly, pun intended, beautiful in her own unique way. That's part one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, part two, due to the trauma of her background, Eve has forced herself into an almost entirely logical mindset while she's at work. She exerts massive amounts of willpower to keep control of her emotions and her feelings so that she can do her job properly. Until Rourke came along, Eve had no emotional release so he's been an absolute rock to her in that regard. And she definitely shows that she respects and appreciates the strength he shares with her. And she's reciprocated that when he's needed the same. As the books have progressed, so have both Eve and Rourke in their willingness to communicate in open, positive ways. Compared to the tempestuous start, their relationship is now far more settled and solid as they've both learned what that they can both trust and rely on each other. Well Another said. Another mic yeah. drop. Yeah. 
Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, absolute right? mic drop. So, um, I will say too before we like, you know, we don't want to tear this new reader a new no, one or anything. That's not what we're doing here, and I just want to make it clear that it's not at all what we're doing here. We just want to make, you know, take this discussion further because it's a comment we see a lot right. and the person that originally posted this is also a first time reader they have not read all the way through the series they've read the first right. six books and they haven't read any of the major character development that comes later um so you know and a lot of these examples are coming from later books they're coming from right. memory and treachery and witness well these and, are examples you know, though other- of times when these people think that eve was actually mean to rourke so no right 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 no but what i'm saying is is they've got to they got people have to realize that sometimes when you're first reading this book or these books you're going to have a different opinion than when you've read them as long as we have right you know for the if you're reading them for the first time you're going to say okay this is what I think. And this is what I think. And what I, we've also said this a couple times. We talked about we talked about it with Emily and Heidi. Um, you know, those first six books are pretty dated and it's very much the alpha male. Um, right. You know, kind of bitchy heroine dynamic. Whereas now they've evolved, they've grown, they've become different people. Since they were in naked. Yeah. I mean, I really do think that they're completely well, different yeah, people I mean, than they were. In they've naked. grown a lot. I mean. And Eve does tone down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of them do. So, um, so yeah, I just want to make that clear that we're not like we didn't do this show to say, oh, you're so dumb. This is oh, ridiculous. No. I can't believe you said this. That's not the reason we're that's not at all the reason we did this. It was more because we see this comment yeah, a, we see a lot, lot when and- we do the reviews. So we also see comments that Rourke is a dick. So maybe we'll do another podcast from that side of it. Um, But we're generally going to agree that Rourke is a dick. So as much as we love him, we think he's a dick. Yes. Just like as much as we love Eve, we think she's a bitch. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, that's just who they are as people. And that's fine. We like it. It's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to read books about boring people. No. And even Rourke are anything but boring. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah. Anyway, so um, what else can we say? I mean, I mean that. I mean, I think we got our yeah, thoughts out. Yeah, I mean, obviously, between the reader comments and the listener comments. Yeah. You and know, like you said, it is what we're it not. Is. We're it's not just, this person specifically who made the comment. We're not coming at you. I. No, you know, no, um, not at all. That this was not at all meant that way. I, I mostly ask the it's actually something that's it's actually something that's been kind of in the back of our minds as a topic for a while. Right. And, you know, so I it's just kind of triggered. It. I really just wanted people's opinion on like, what are the what are you seeing? Like, I don't see it. So what are you seeing? Yeah. What are that, you saying? You know, yeah. So that it, I I would mostly I don't hate people that say that. And I, I understand right. that no. they say, you know, it's understandable that they say it, I guess. But what I yeah. would like to do is say, you know, well, take all these other things in, into consideration is what I would like to right. say to those people. Like, yes, in this instance, if you think she's being mean to Rourke, but look at the context, look at everything that's happening, yep. look at what Rourke's doing and yep. try to see why those things are coming out of Eve's right. mouth. Yeah. And also, you know, we brought up the fact that um, 
you know, that part of it is that people are being protective of work because he's the dream man. Right. The person, I believe the person that posted this question is a male. I think it's a guy. It's um, so, you know, and maybe from that, from his perspective, I can totally see that, too. Like, maybe he's just not into girls like Eve. And so it's right. taking him a heart. It's making him yeah. kind of think, OK, this is kind of. And in, in it's some hard cases, for me to understand why he finds us attractive. Yeah. But, you in, know, in some cases, and I'm not saying in this case, maybe, but I'm not right. saying in this case, but in a lot of cases, there's a little bit of kind of internalized misogyny that kind is, of yeah. any any woman that's aggressive. Like why would you put up with that? Like that. Yeah. Is seen yeah. as like, why would you put yeah. up with that? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. seen as unattractive if you're aggressive. Right. Like, you shouldn't be that way. Right. You should be, you know, grateful for what he's giving you. And you should be nice. Right. And you should you should smile more, Eve, is what we're saying. You smile more. <laughs> Why don't you smile more? You should smile. Fuck those people. <laughs> Tell me to smile more. <laughs> I smile plenty. Fuckers. <laughs> But, you know, it's that energy. It's that you should smile I, no, more. I energy. totally get like, it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, mm, no. So I think, you happen. know, some of it is that, like I said, I don't know that that's what this person. Yeah. And I don't really even necessarily think that because even he said he he felt like he was a masochist because, <laughs> because he likes Eve. Right. So, but yeah. So, you know, I just I wanted to make that point, too. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've pretty much exhausted this. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. it's going to come up again when all the times that we do review oh, the reviews. Sure. So, Oh, yeah. Every time. Um, Every time. But yeah, I feel like we got a lot of really good responses and I appreciate everybody we did. that responded. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Um, these shows that we do, these kind of shows without Tara and we have to kind of, you know, pick a random topic and do this. Like we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys pitching in no. because no, just Jen and nope. I talking not is not interesting. Yeah. It's not fun. It, well, it's no, sometimes fun. Yeah. We are boring. Um, <laughs> we're boring, but <laughs> anyway, unless we're telling stories about other people, we're pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Or stories that Caitlin tells me from Disneyland. Right. Um, ball scratching about, about ball scratching. Um, anyway, so <laughs> should we do a uh, podcast business? Yeah. Um, Christina sent us an email. Okay. And I think I sent it to you and, and, uh, Tara, you but, uh, I'm going to read it here. And this is about the weird ghost thing is weird episode. We review the reviews of Haunted and Death. And she says, good episode. AJ, you, cho you choose good reviews to discuss. A reviewer said she wished for more fights between Eve and Rourke because of what happens after. Wink, wink. You all responded with do it and or doing it in with a certain tone or inflection. <laughs> so in my head, I saw Mel Brooks as King Louis in the <laughs> history of the world saying, you do it. You know you do it. We all do it. We love to do it. And I laughed so hard I had to rewind. 
<laughs> so she put a link to that video. So I'll go yeah. ahead and put a link in the show notes. That's a great movie. So that everybody can go. Great movie. If you haven't watched that movie, you can at least see this. If you've never seen that movie, I highly recommend. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and my boyfriend, Goran Viznich, he tells a really funny story about that movie, but I won't bore you with it. Was he in that movie? He's when he not- first moved to America, he he kept trying to he kept trying to find History of the World Part Two. <laughs> what, what is it? it? It is History of the World Part Two, right? It's um, isn't that what it is? History of the World Part One. Right. So yeah, and then at the end, there's like this credit scene where they're like, you know, stay tuned for History of the World Part Two. Like they were never going to make no. a History of the World Part Two, but he kept trying to find it everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> and the people at the video stores were like, Poor dude, that, that's not a thing. Like poor Goran. Yeah. He doesn't understand English. Yeah. Um we we got a great um e- message from a new member in our group, Melissa Merchant Meadows. Mm. Said, hi everyone. Thanks for adding me to the group. I actually joined a few weeks ago, but haven't introduced myself. I've been reading these books for so very long. I think when I started, only the first three or four were out. I had those blue lady covers. Now I don't have any physical copies and I'm slowly acquiring the Kindle and audiobooks. But mostly I get them from the library. I heard about the podcast from another in-depth Facebook group. Can a person join too many groups about a single book series? No. And I've been making my way through all the episodes. <laughs> I've le- I've listened to all the review the review shows and now I'm sort of hoping sort of hopping around the different topical ones. Which brings me, finally, sorry, to my point. I just listened to the episode on fan fiction and I loved it so much. I'm wondering if there are still plans for AJ, Jen, and Tara to write a fic. Yeah, <laughs> and if so, that. are you still taking... Yeah, we... Yeah. If so, are you still taking suggestions? My thought for the number 21 was that maybe Jamie has his 21st birthday. Mm. I can think of some shenanigans if Feeney, Rook, and McNabb took him out for a birthday beer. Not Sam Adams, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's so basic. <laughs> That's so basic. I was also cackling about the potential for Eve to coach their kids' sports team. (laughs) I feel like baseball is more likely than hockey, but I'm cool with whatever. (laughs) And Scary Rourke showing up at a (laughs) parent-teacher conference. (laughs) Sorry for the novel. I'm loving the show and appreciate all your insight and hard work. So, yeah. Thank you, Melissa. We love to get comments like that. Yeah. And, you know, then we've got all of our shenanigans in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined, you need to because we have a lot of fun in there. We've got, you know, the the man juice comment (laughs) and the which was a whole thing. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, that's really all I've got. How about you? Um, the only other thing I have is that we that we thought was interesting. I had already shared it with Jen and Tara, and I just thought it was funny. Um, so Horst Linus books, her her name is Sally. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. Um, <laughs> she sent a message and said, just a little thought. The podcasts you have done with authors have been amazing in the past. Uh, to be honest, all your episodes are great. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. We love it. But I've just noticed you are followed by the brilliant author, Tony Anderson. I know she's an in-death fan, too. Might be interesting to see if she wants to do an episode. She might be like me and completely shy about talking. Lol. But would love to hear (laughs) her thoughts. Also, Laura Griffin is a superb author who also follows the podcast page. Mm -hmm. 
If it's a rubbish idea, please feel free to ignore my thoughts. Lol. Anyways, keep up the great <laughs> shows. Um, it is not a rubbish idea. Not at my, all. My, so I, I don't know if I explained this to her, but my feeling about, so we do have a few authors that follow our page. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. feeling about that is that I'm fantastic. I'm great with any having any author on as long as they're a fan of the series. And yeah. I, I want to be sure. Like, I don't want to ask an author yeah. that, like, hey, be on our show. And they're like, yeah, great. And then they're on our show and they're like, oh, yeah, I've never read that series. And it's like, well, <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I, you know, you can assume that anybody that's following our Instagram right. would be a fan of the series, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. You so, never know. Yeah. I, so. What I typically do is I go through their stuff, their their Instagram page, yeah. to see if there's any indication at all that, you know, right. they're an in-death fan. And, um, like, for example, when we had S.J. Tilly on, uh, mm-hmm. I had gone through her Instagram and saw that she had mentioned in-death at yeah. a certain point, which is why yeah. I, you know asked her to be on um right so the others so so if we haven't asked an author to be on if the author's following us it's mostly because i just i want to be be sure that they're an in-depth fan i don't want to like right be on our show and have them not be an in-depth fan and then not have anything to talk about right. <laughs> right so um but definitely i know that who is it tony anderson i do know that she's an in-depth yeah. fan Okay. Um, I'm going to assume Laura Griffin is. I don't know. because I'm pretty sure I look through her stuff, but most of the authors only post stuff about their own books. About their own books. So it's hard sure. to know. Yeah. And when we had, um, when we had Alison Brennan on, it was because Dana alerted us to her because she knew for a fact that Alison Brennan was an in-death fan because Alison Brennan had published a couple of blog posts about the in-death series. So mm-hmm. um, I'm saying all of that just to say that, yeah, if you have a favorite author and you know for a fact they're an in-death fan because they've mentioned it or, you know, wrote a blog post yeah. or mentioned it on their Facebook page or whatever. Yeah, definitely contact us and let us know. Because, yeah, yeah we would absolutely love to have all the authors on that like the series so that we can discuss it with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did we ever reach out to Mary Janice Davidson? No. I don't know if we did or not. No, she's another one that I know for a fact is a, is a yeah. Nora. And so Jamie we need Bobby. to make a list. She mentions, she several times mentions the books in her own books. And like, clearly. Oh, I didn't want to do this tonight. I just wanted to read the latest J.D. Robb, <laughs> you know, and, and she was a member of Adwolf too. Oh, Okay. So, yeah. So obviously I need to start. Maybe I didn't <laughs> contact because she doesn't have an Instagram. She has an Instagram, but it's not very active. She's not on it very much. She's on Facebook did I a lot. Give that, did maybe did I, I give that job to you because you were on Facebook? Maybe you did. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I completely forgot. I know she's on Facebook a lot. So And, you know, clearly Ruth Ryan Lanigan is a. Yeah. Is a fan. Mary Kay McComas. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this book and that's where I'm getting those no- yeah. names from because mm-hmm. they've written the novellas with Nora and they're good friends with Nora. Mm-hmm. So 
Clearly, I yeah, would say and that, maybe yeah. they can talk Nora into being on the show. <laughs> you know what? That's actually I never thought about that. That would be like, you know, yeah, we want Yay! you on to talk about the Indest series. Um, but also, can you mention like we haven't had Nora on yet? Yeah, so. mention Mr. Nora. Yeah, tell her how awesome we are. Tell her we said hey. <laughs> And then Tell her we said Nora's hey. going to be like, oh, those bitches. Hey, girl. <laughs> We're like, hey, girl. I'll oh, fuck you. You guys right. suck. Yeah. So. You had that other message board. God. Yeah. And we were the kind of one. a little bit sometimes rude on that message board. <laughs> well, I think it was more that. Certain Again, other people played that. Look up, at the context. But, look at the whole context mm-hmm. of the yep, comments that we they made. played that up a lot, and it was obnoxious. Yeah. But that's all right. We're we're oh we're way past that. <laughs> Are guys. we though? Because we're still mentioning it. It's been. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it was obnoxious, but I mean, we're yeah. over it. Come on, now. it's fine now. It's fine. We were never mad at Nora. No. We disagreed with Nora well, a few okay. times, but we never we were never mad with her. We were never mad at her. Was I? I don't know. I, I, I did rant about Nora a couple times. Yeah, maybe you did. I don't remember. Sorry, Nora. Oh. I ranted about you. Sorry, Nora. But I'm not mad at you now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like come be honest. No. <laughs> I'm listening hey, to Susan Erickson. And Susan Erickson told us that we need to mend fences and, you know, yeah. don't wait to do that. So that's what we need to yeah. do. I absolutely, right. you know, will acknowledge that, yeah, sometimes I was a bitch. So, yeah, you're right, Nora. I was, if that's your impression yeah. of me. And also, could be she didn't Same with know Jen. us from at, she didn't <laughs> care, doesn't know, like, no. couldn't. Yeah. Uh, she could definitely couldn't pick us out of a lineup, but if you mentioned no. in death.net to her, she'd probably be like, what? I don't know. So yeah, who knows? But anyway, so that's neither here nor there. Uh, but right. as I said, if, if you know of an author that absolutely positively is an in death fan, let us know. We will contact them, try to get them. Let on us the show. Know. Yep. So absolutely. Um, Okay, so I think that's it. Unless we have it is anything else. Got nothing else. N- next week is Innocent and Death, and that's going to... Innocent and Death next we'll week. Be that's going to be it. a... Yeah. yeah. We might have to start that one early, because I bet you that one goes yeah. too long. Yeah, did we say we were going to do that one on no, Sunday? Hopefully. When did we say we were going to do that Oh, did Not, we say no, that? No, I but don't know. Still, we didn't... I'd rather... I'd, I'd, if it's Sunday, then... I think she did that's say... That's fine, I just... Well, I'm not. I'm not there. I think we said August. I'm not there on my August dry erase board. We We're not too. <laughs> uh, Didn't we say August second for that one? August second, which is which that is that sounds that's correct. Let me consult so. the Bridgerton calendar. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we said August second. That's a Tuesday. Okay. Like things are falling apart. Okay. Um. Yeah, that is a Tuesday. Okay, so we could do on on Sunday if that would be better. If we feel like, well, I don't know, maybe Tara um, can't do it on Sunday. We're we're just talking no, we'll, for Tara. We'll talk. She'll be fine with we'll it. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, she'll be completely fine with it because she's the only one that ever has a schedule. We really right. have to work around. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking that our, you know, our book episodes go so late. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's rough getting so, up. On yeah, Wednesday I know. Morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. It's fine. So I'm just getting old. I need we'll, my beauty sleep, just like yeah. Feeny. So we'll we'll talk to Tara and see maybe. Um, yeah, Saturday or Sunday. Or like I said, we could start early too. We could start. I would at like seven to point out that, whatnot, as so. per usual, somebody knows that there the, that the show is about to We're end. Winding down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lily. <laughs> she can. Sweet she girl. she can figure out when the show is about she to knows. end. She knows. She knows when we're winding down. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, awesome. Whenever we record it, next episode is mm-hmm. Innocent in Death, and yeah, Correct. it's it's going to be a rough one. And you know, you may get a two-hour episode there. I'm just saying. Yeah. May happen. Yep. Probably happen. I'll just. There's going to be some rants. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you. And a yeah. lot of. You know, Rourke's a dick. Rourke's a Stopping dick. Stopping a dick, Rourke. Eve's we a dick. We totally need t-shirts. All of you. Stopping a dick. Yes. Stop being a dick, Rourke. <laughs> we do. We need yes. those shirts. I'll, we need that album mug. So anyway, yeah. So that's it for this episode yeah. of uh, Podcast cool. and Death. I was hesitating because I forgot to say, um, you can find us on all our social medias. Oh, and, well, uh, I think they know by now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm used to saying it. So when I didn't say it, I was like thrown off. Yeah. Wait, what did I, what did I forget? Yeah. So, but anyway, just so that I get it in there, find us on all our social medias. Yeah. And, or call the number 205-476-2753. Or, you know, find us on our website and, you know, send us an email. You know, all that good stuff. So that's it. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. I'm Jen. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at PodcastInDeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcasts and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205 for rourke Thanks again for listening. 
And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch it to you.